Spencer Knight is back in the fold with the Florida Panthers. We're going to discuss players to look out for at development camp. And we're going to ask the question, should the NHL adopt the in-season tournament that the NBA is doing? All this and more on today's Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, July 10th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12 and threads as well at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter, threads, and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, uh, now that we haven't really seen a move for the Florida Panthers, it looks like that their job is mostly done as far as what they're going to do in free agency or trades. It looks like that at this point in time, they are going to go with the roster that they have at their disposal. And it gives me a better indication when they're not using the available LTIR space that they could use for Ekblad and Montour, that there could be positive signs that these two are not going to be on the shelf for a very long coming into the season. But, you know, you never know what kind of moves Bill Zito can make. I mean, the Matthew Kachuk move was made on July 22nd last year, which we're going to have a special edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast in the next few weeks about the trade one year later. So, so you never know what Bill Zito could be up to and what kind of trade that he could be he could be conducting, but not going to expect it at this point in time. But this is the time of year where development camp is here. Now that the draft is over as well, you get these guys, whether they're recently drafted or drafted from a few years ago, an opportunity to come together as well. And by the time this drops, day one of development camp will have already come and gone. So the schedule goes as follows the monday july 10th will be group a 245 to 345 group b two um, four o'clock to five o'clock and then tuesday through thursday it'll be two sessions of group a at 9 30 to 10 30 and then group b from 10 45 to 11 45 and then on the friday uh group a and group b will have a scrimmage from 11 to 10 a.m um I will try my absolute best to make it there on the Thursday, the last day of the of the two uh, split squad sessions. So if you happen to be going there, uh, give me a shout, and hopefully we can maybe chat a little Panthers hockey uh, there. But w- before we go and discuss and and talk about the guys who are trying to burst on the scene or recently drafted, there was one player who 
was on the uh, on the roster, and that was Panthers goalie Spencer Knight, 2019 first round pick, who was recently in the NHL slash NHL PA Players Assistance Program, and of course uh, with him going there in mid February, and then after going into the game against Nashville mid game where the Florida Panthers were just uh, manhandled by the Nashville Predators seven to three. I believe that was the final score soon after Spencer and I entered into the player's assistance program. And one thing that we hope for is that he got his uh, sense of healing during, during that time. And when you're, of course, when you're away, you can't be around the team, which means he couldn't even be around during the Stanley cup final. And that's where, a lot of fans got confused when he was seen out and about with friends with his USA hockey buddies at the Belmont Stakes. And uh, right before coming back to the Panthers development camp, he was uh, he posted pictures of himself and what looked to be his uh, family in in Ireland. So got to travel, get got to get away from the game a little bit and clear his head. So I, I'm very happy for him, but he wasn't eligible for to be part of development camp uh, as, as far as a guy who played plenty of games in the NHL and has, had burned his uh, ELC as well, completely going into the first year of his new deal. The NHL said no, but appealed it and got approval from the league to come back. So don't know how much of time in the crease he's going to get, but I think this is going to be really good for him as far as being in a hockey setting once again, even if some of these guys, at least most of these guys, are not going to be on the roster with him next year, or maybe some of them will be in Charlotte, depending on what uh, Bill Zito and Paul Maurice do, uh, because he is eligible to go to Charlotte to start the season. It's great for it's great for him to get back and get the reps, and don't know how much he's going to play in the actual scrimmage on Friday. But just to get some shots in to get to see how his movement is as well, how he tracks uh, through traffic as well, through screens, we're we're gonna really see we're gonna really see how how he processes it again. And I don't know how much off the ice work he's done. And and also, here's also the thing. If asked any questions in relation to coming out of the NHL slash NHL PA Players Assistance Program, I'm going to just say this. He doesn't owe us an explanation or any details on anything in relation to that. If he just says that he wanted to take some space and time away to get his head straight, then we have to respect that answer there. And that's what I want to – and I hope that fans – and you guys listening are not searching for little itty bitty details on on what or why if he himself doesn't volunteer that information and whether he looks great in decamp or whether he doesn't it's not going to be an ultimate indication on how he does once he puts the pad pads on in a, in a game setting and so if he lets in a few goals that we we say he he quote unquote shouldn't have let in then i'm just i'm just gonna i'm gonna personally go into that as already pumping the brakes there 
because this is a time where it's a, it's a very fluid situation for when it comes to himself, his life, his position on the team as, as well as far as is he going to even be the second goalie too behind uh, – is he going to be in front of Stellars or 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 right behind him as far as getting getting starts or even getting reps in training camps? But the fact that he's out of it and the fact that he wanted to get out of it uh, too, um, pushing t- towards it, um, this is a good sign for him. And it, it he only comes back when he personally feels that he's ready. And if he feels that he's ready, he is ready now. We have no right to question it as far as as, as far as when he believes that. So, con- I want to say congratulations to Spencer Knight on hopefully on hopefully being healed from what you he you have gone through. Even though life you don't you don't necessarily end your healing, but you are on a continuous path to closely getting to the other side of that healing and and i want to say congratulations to him on that you some fans might see some fans as far as comments have been very cruel as far as them saying that he let the team down but it's in fact the opposite if he was going through this and continued to play how he was he'd be letting his own self down more than anything and and letting the team down on the ice. So it was a great move for him all along to take that time off. And hopefully we get, see a better Spencer Knight, more importantly, off the ice. And if the off on ice results are even better, we, we celebrate regardless of that. But we're going to discuss some more in segment number two on what, who are the players to look out for at Panthers Development Camp as it takes place today in Coral Springs. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel to get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. It's 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to over under who you, who you think will hit the first home run. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Segment number two here on this Monday, July 10th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And D camp is today. And like, like I said in segment number one, this is the time where you don't always have the guys together that you recently drafted the guys who are trying to get an ELC if they haven't signed one already, or guys who just recently signed who are going to start their, their time in Charlotte this year. I mean, Mackie Semiskevich is one who's going to start in Charlotte uh, this year. Evan Noss, after winning a Memorial Cup, is going to be starting uh, th- this year. And even guys who just have AHL contracts only, like a Skylar Brindamore and a Wilmer uh, Skoog a- as well. Uh, you're, you're seeing those guys on how they're able to be in a professional setting, listen to uh, criticism of the coaches as well. It's going to be a great opportunity for each and every one of them, but it's also an opportunity to 
at least the guys that I look for are mostly the guys who are at the top of the Panthers specific draft. I mean, yes, we mentioned Mackey, the first pick that they had in the 2021 draft. And then of course, re, um, a recent draft uh, for 2022, Merrick Alsher was the first one off the board for the Panthers uh, after playing in Portland last year for, for, for the cats and a few guys as well who have world junior experience like a sandisville Mountis, ludwig jansen is as well jakob cause great story with jakob cause who had got an injury last year who it threatened his uh hockey career and it looks like that he's going to be making his, his way back as well so happy for uh jakob cause he's going to be ready looks like he's going to be ready for uh him, himself as uh as he has sustained that injury in last year in liga and ho- and also guys who have recently signed elcs who are undrafted guys like ryan McAllister coming out of western michigan university jake wise coming out of ohio state as well and one player that i didn't mention that the panthers signed during their playoff run because my focus was mostly on the panthers and what they were doing going into the stanley cup final uh Lodovic uh, Weber, um, who is a goalie, 6'1", out of uh, Czechia, um, who who was undrafted as well. These, this is opportunities for goalies who went undrafted and even the late late round picks of goalies as well. Tyler Muzelik, who got an invite to World Junior Camp uh, for uh, Team USA, and Olaf Glifford, who was just the recent uh, 2023 fifth round pick uh, for the Panthers. As, as well so those are those are and also championship experience as well jack divine uh 14 goals 17 assists in 38 games for a seventh round pick i mean if you ask mike benning who mike benning is not part of this roster for the the florida panthers as he's going to start his season in charlotte and and you're in the fact that he has that championship experience as well going going uh winning a championship with the university of denver also also is a great factor i mean a lot of these guys i mean to to make it into the nhl when you're coming up in this sport you are the one percent of the one percent coming in you are the stars of your team and then when you as you elevate certain levels you realize sometimes your resume sometimes needs to get thrown out the window and and the ego needs to be checked at the door as well and that's um, a lot of accomplishments through through these guys as well but it's going to be a different situation once they um, hit the ice and even even when the brass of the Florida Panthers watching is uh, is there uh, you know that you got to find a way to to earn an, earn an ELC I mean last year we saw Patrick Giles after the prospect showcase get an ELC after spending a little bit of time in Charlotte. One other uh, recently drafted player, of course, Grayson Sachin, the most recent uh, drafted player for the Florida Panthers out of the WHL Seattle Thunderbirds as well. And one cool story as well, um, defenseman Owen Brady, who had two years of hockey uh, removed out of his life due to a cancer diagnosis. Uh, And this was announced before the Panthers even released their development camp roster and recently was camp cancer free TSN has a uh has a docu-series uh I, I I wish I was able to watch it uh due to me being in the states 
but talking about the story of Owen Brady after after him being a uh, cancer free and having and being relentless through it all and the and the Panthers giving an opportunity to be invited to development camp as well and of course uh you you, you cheer for the people like that and you, you things that are just out of his control and the perseverance that he himself has uh gone through to pick back up his uh hockey career and and the and likely chances are i've never had cancer i've never had a a, a person extremely close to me who has had it but i'm sure that once you get to the other side of it and it's in remission um or can cancer free you see life a little differently and you walk a little bit of of with a little pep in your step and just a, a you, you wake up feeling blessed and just happy to be alive and i'm and i i'm 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 really excited to see what owen brady has to say when asked the questions of how happy he is uh, to to be here as well. Just a great opportunity, and who knows, he could earn himself a uh, contract. And other, also other players who, another player, who, uh, who I, who you, there's there's also an opportunity for players who have been in the system for multiple years who are actually on the deadline of when they could sign their ELCs as well that they will be showing up. One of them is Owen Lindmark, who who spent four years at the University of Wisconsin, 2019 fifth round pick, and has until August 15th of next year to sign his deal. And so, I mean, does he want to sign with the Panthers? Does he not? That's also another thing uh, as well when it comes to that. I mean, we could think of one example, Zach Hyman, who didn't want to sign with the Panthers, and the Panthers had to end up trading him as well. So that's a consideration for for uh, the player, uh, but based on the situation that the Panthers have had themselves as in their franchise, I can't imagine that many players wouldn't want to sign here. So o- Owen Lindmark has a he's been he's been there for a while. So there's a there I'm sure that him being invited here and this he is coming into this knowing that he needs to put everything possibly for him on the line in order to possibly get something and and stand and stand out for for himself so that he can ho- hopefully for him be part of the solution for the Panthers uh going forward as as well. So those are the few standouts for the the Panthers. One more actually. Casper Puccio, uh defenseman who was uh on who was uh, who was uh, as part of the best defenseman in the World Juniors a few years ago um, with Team Finland uh, was just so great at, uh, a few years ago. There, that's another one that hopefully he himself gets a contract soon, and and we could see him as part of the team with the Charlotte Checkers uh, l- later on down the line. Because every time I've watched, every time I watched them in World Juniors, I was just uh, impressed by how he moves the puck in in transition, especially, and quarterbacking a power play as well uh, is something that I really liked out of Casper uh, Puccio as well. So maybe we see something. Maybe we see something out of him uh, coming coming up. So 
that that is uh that is uh some of the standout players that I have on my list. And when I go t- down to Sunrise on Thursday, um, hopefully I there are more names that I could talk about as far as who stood out. But of course, we are going to. I won't be there for the first three days, so we're only going to discuss about the guys that the writers who are there in person talk about as well. And as well as getting any quotes from Spencer Knight, especially coming out of the players assistance program and, and just being back in a hockey setting, because that is going to be the most important topic when we discuss more of development camp later this week. But in the third and final segment, we are going to discuss should the NHL adopt the in-season tournament that the NBA is now doing. We're going to discuss this and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Monday, July 10th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And wanted to discuss a little bit about the in-season tournament that the NBA is doing and discuss more about if the NHL should adopt this this uh, format here. So one thing that, and once again, the NHL is just so behind on how they market their sport and market their players. And it's said that they keep tabs on the NBA, but based on some of their actions, as far as marketing the sport, I, I wonder how much of tabs they actually keep up with. And, and I know that revenue for hockey isn't as strong as the NBA. So I wonder if they see it as they don't want to use their revenue as far as reinvest, reinvesting in their sport, but they're only shooting themselves in the foot based on that. And look, the NBA has succeeded as far as the play-in tournament, as far as a double elimination type of motto. If you are the 7-8, you still get an opportunity to get in. I mean, we saw the Miami Heat make it all the way to the NBA Finals after losing the first play-in game and then make it all the way. Why, why can't the NHL adopt something similar to that? Or do you just want to not look like you're copying something else. But we say this phrase copycat league, but you could also give yourself an opportunity to generate more revenue for your sport, which means player salaries go up, which means these GMs won't be squeezed as far as the flat cap that we currently are seeing in this sport. And I think step one is that play-in tournament for the NHL. But also, number two, when it, when it comes to this in-season tournament, I mean, truth be told, it's going to be really hard for me to care about an in-season tournament because a lot of players might go with the mindset of the goal is one thing and one thing only. It's the Stanley Cup. And load management isn't really a thing in hockey, especially in the culture where if you even where you even see the type of injuries that people play through which also the injuries aren't disclosed neither 
because if <laughs> imagine if Aaron Ekblad's broken leg was revealed in the middle of round two, then the amount of backlash that the Panthers would have had through it if he makes a little itty bitty mistake in his own zone. Some people would say would be screaming for the Panthers to scratch him. Other people would be saying, "Why are you? Why are you even? Why is he even out there in the, in the first place?" And this would be this would be a dangerous place for the NHL to be in. And you can kind of understand, be based on the nature of the sport, why they don't disclose their injuries as well. And as it comes to when it comes to the in season tournament. And for, for, for before I get there, the NBA has financial incentives in their in-season tournament. The team that wins gets 500K. The runner-up gets 250. The quarterfinalists, excuse me, sem, um, quarterfinals, um, excuse me, get 100. I assume those salaries and those not not salaries payouts, excuse me, would be lower in the NHL based on what um, based on the sport. So someone like making $11 million uh, or even $12 million, like a Nathan McKinnon, would he have the incentive to play just for two hundred fifty k? I I doubt it. Or maybe it's a guy who is on an ELC or a two-way contract. They would have more an incentive. Those, those guys would have more of a motivation to try to win this an in-season tournament if the NHL does in fact adopt this. And also the way the format is, it's in pods. There's in the NBA it's three groups of five. Because there's 16 teams in each conference, there would be four likely four groups of four. So it doesn't necessarily have to be East versus West. I mean, the Panthers in the preseason, what do they do? They eliminate travel. As far as who they go to, we see the Car- the Carolinas of the world, Tampa Bay, Nashville. There'll be one game that the Panthers will have to travel a long distance, and that's their Kraft uh, Hockeyville game in Nova Scotia against the Senators. But other than that, their games are geographically close. Do the Florida Panthers do a, geogra- a geographical type of in-season tournament? Does the NHL adopt it for them? And then you have, because a Western Conference team would have to go to the East, that means one Eastern Conference would have to play with the Western Conference teams. And the one team that comes to mind would be Detroit. You could put them in a pod along with the Chicago Blackhawks, the Minnesota Wild, and the Winnipeg Jets, something like that. And you don't have to worry about so much travel. And the thing is, the NBA in-season tournament is between November and December. And then some nights you'll have back-to-backs from one game it'll be an in-season tournament game and then the other one will be a regular season game it's adopting the soccer method uh when last year i was very fortunate to watch orlando city sc win the u.s open cup and then it's crazy a few days later they're playing a regular season game during their mls season um there so so it, it, it's crazy to adopt that mo- model as, as someone who's not not 
used to it as far as the four major sports here in the US and Canada, but it could be a way of generating more revenue for the sport. But you also got to consider the motivation behind the players. And listen, if you have a a final of of, of uh, Connor McDavid um, there, even if it's not the Stanley Cup, there there is some type of you know bragging rights there as far as a, a type of game that would boost a player's legacy. But of course, for someone like him, the the ultimate goal is there, and this is a sport where traditions more than anything are really held close and certain traditions like even how you treat your teammates the the me versus the me versus we the not touching of the uh, of the trophies when you win the the what the number one rule of hockey which is don't touch the goalie certain certain things stick um with with the sport and when with with a sport that's very traditional like this it it makes me it makes me think that this would be a little doubtful as far as a possibility of it ever happening in this sport so just wanted to give my thoughts based on whether i see it happening but the only reason you would want to want to see it happen at least for me would be to generate more for the sport and that it helps the players in in the long run but as far as a fan it would be really hard for me to get excited about an in-season game i can only imagine the players on the ice so those would those are my thoughts on it and give me if you're listening give me your thoughts on if the NHL should adopt an in-season tournament and also give me your thoughts on who are the players that you are looking forward to in development camp as well as we uh, discussed um, earlier in, in, in this episode as well. So appreciate all your comments, appreciate all your feedback as well on everything that I cover with the Florida Panthers. And um, thank you guys as always for, for, for listening as well. So uh, we're going to be back on Wednesday for a Wine Ends Wednesday edition of the show where we're going to discuss more about development camp, what Spencer Knight has to say if he does, in fact, speak to the media, and maybe we could go over more of what we could expect the special teams, the way-too-early special teams predictions on what the Florida Panthers could look like coming into 2023-24. But in the meantime... If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. They can make the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.